I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we watch the autopsy of Jane Doe. Sheriff, what happened? No ID. No fingerprints in the system. For now, she's a Jane Doe. He needs my help right now. 11 o'clock, I'm all yours. Subject is in her mid to late 20s. Hair brown. Eyes gray. What happened to you? First, they bound her. Then they ripped out her tongue, poisoned her, paralyzed her, forced her to swallow the cloth. All right, we sure did. We watched it. We did. Um, quick synopsis. I practiced this earlier, so yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What's what's the autopsy of Jane Doe about? The autopsy of Jane Doe is about the the autopsy of Jane Doe. It follows (laughs) a father and son who work in a morgue together. Um, Brian Cox. Brian Cox is the father, and Emil Hirsch is the son. Yes, and they get a body that was discovered in a basement. No one knows who she is, um, so she's Jane Doe, and they start doing an autopsy on her. Well, and, and it's linked to a murder case. We were, did you already say that? I didn't. Yeah. Well, the movie opens. Um, two people have been killed, and the police are stunned. They know these people. They're nice people. They have no reason to suspect. Why anyone would murder them? But in that, in that, in those people's basement, they find this lady buried in dirt, and that's a, that's Jane Doe. So she gets taken to. She's connected to this murder, but no one knows. <laughs> she's connected to the murder because she was found in the basement, but no one knows why. So she gets taken to the the coroner's office, and when the father and son start to do the autopsy, crazy things start happening. Right. That's basically the gist of the movie. Yep. The autopsy of Jane Doe. Right. Good. Good non-spoilery. That's it. Yeah. Review. Usually, I, mean, I, uh, usually I spoil them. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Good job. Thank right. you. Uh, so, anybody have any thoughts? Want to kick us off or anything like that, Jeff? Um. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, whose idea was it yeah. to watch this? Was it? I think. I'm, I think it was mine. Right. Was it yours? Because I. I was going to watch it anyway, and then I think I emailed you, and you're like, what are you doing this week? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to watch Autopsy of Jane Doe, and you're like, come over here and watch it. Because I think Craig and I had stumbled across it on like on demand, and it has like good Rotten Tomatoes ratings, um, and I think around that time, it was like, oh, we're going to do this for the podcast. Yeah, and uh, recently, uh, Stephen King uh, tweeted out that it was... Uh, Rivals early Cronenberg body horror and alien style, but you know what I mean? Like, he, he compared it to a lot of really big uh, horror films and stuff like that and said it was just really something to check out. So, well, I had like emailed a friend of mine a month or two ago and was like, My friend Annette, and she lives in California, she's like huge horror fan, so and she goes to movies all the time. So, I was just like, Hey, you got any like good recommendations for movies? And uh, she's like, You got to see Autopsy of Jane Doe. And I looked it up, it wasn't playing around here anywhere. And then um, I noticed that day, it was like, oh, it's on On Demand. And so there we go. Yeah. It just came out in December 2016, and it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, which for a horror movie is pretty, is very good. Definitely. So that always gets my attention when horror movies have high Rotten Tomato ratings. So. Yeah. I thought about that. The um, <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I was telling somebody about it the other day and saying that sometimes with horror movies, like you have to be a horror fan to really enjoy it. But I feel like this is one of those movies, like it's just a good movie. Like it doesn't even matter if you're a horror fan or not really. There's a lot of talk of, you know, when you're a really big fan of this stuff, you know, which movies you can introduce someone that's kind of on the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like what's one that wouldn't scare someone off or make someone go, ah, this is disgusting or whatever. Um, and I think this is, you're right, that this is a pretty good example of something, even if someone's not a huge horror fan, that they could step yeah. into it without a problem. So, yeah. And I love the mystery aspect of it, too, because as they're doing the autopsy, they're just really baffled by, yeah. you know, what happened to her. And as they slowly uncover it, you're, re- you're at least to me, that really, like, yeah, pulls well, me in. And, like, and I, I think when we were watching it, one thing I, I kept <laughs> thinking about was how uh, Brian Cox and... Emil Hirsch or whatever, they're almost like blue-collar guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they technically have kind of a researcher role and, you know, that thing, that sort of thing, but they're not the smartest guys in the room. I, I think, like, another version of this would happen where it's almost like CSI style where they're, like, using all this high-tech equipment and yeah. they're super smart and it's almost like House MD. They're, they're figuring it out. And, right. But these guys are baffled. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're you know, at a loss over and over again. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool, yeah. you know. And at one point, Brian Cox even, like, Emile Hirsch starts to ask, like, well, what happened to this person, like another body? And Brian Cox is like, it's not our job to know what happens. We, we just have to right. find out how they died. That's it. Right. Yeah. It's, we're not, not like motives or anything right. surrounding it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, the mystery is that they can't find yeah. why they keep finding. The, yeah, they keep finding mysterious clues and stuff. Thing. I thought that was someone's phone by reading. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they keep finding clues, and I pointed out after we watched it that I liked that, um, and I think this is correct, I might be forgetting something, but that they really didn't use, like, technology, like, usually in a horror movie, someone goes to, like, some fake Google website, and they Google, you know, for example, Bye Bye Man, because guaranteed, someone Googles <laughs> Bye Bye Man and Bye Bye Man. I right, haven't right. seen it, but I know it yeah. happened. <laughs> it's gotta happen. And yeah. that didn't happen in this, it was just, their clues were just what was in front Her of body. them, there was no yeah. technology. Mm-hmm. It was everything just for the most part happened in one building, the coroner's office, and it was very it was very simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And there's yeah. lots of things that are really cool about their inspection of the body or their examination or whatever. Just the idea that, um, that they give you these little clues that hint that there might be something supernatural going on or yeah. something just really out of the ordinary. Yeah. But they don't beat you over the head with it, yeah. and it's not really apparent what's going on until. I mean, pretty much the reveal at the end, right? right? Yeah. Um, again, like I guess it's worth noting too that this becomes almost like a haunted house picture, right? Right. Like there's there's apparitions and there's you know some jump scares and stuff like that surrounding this examination mm-hmm. and things get more and more muddled as it goes, right. you know. Right. Um, so it's not just literally these two guys doing an autopsy the whole time, obviously. Yeah. So and, and there's a raging storm going on I was outside. About to say that, yeah. that kind of like isolated, so yeah, it's just right. This small cast of characters, like mm-hmm. this body. <laughs> Yeah. And the coroner and his son. And I like that, uh, I guess Emile Hirsch is sort of the protagonist because Brian. I like how Brian Cox kind of like, it's a good way to inform the audience of what's going on because Emile Hirsch is like, what's this? What's that? And then mm-hmm. Brian Cox can be like, well, I'm the experienced coroner. Right. Here's right. why this and that would happen. And he also has, when unusual things start to happen to the body, he almost has like an explanation, even though he's very confused or... Uh, yeah. surprised by some of the things that happened but he's like well you know I have seen this before it's really rare but you know yeah. uh, but it could happen and so I don't know I just think that's a I thought it was a really good way to tell the story and present it to the audience I also liked how this, the father and the son there was no 
there's no um there's no issue between them it wasn't like you know you always wanted me to be a coroner dad yeah, anything right. like that it was just they had no they, problem they, had they were just healthy, a good father yeah you're right they had a healthy yeah. relationship the only little subplot backstory is the fact that Brian Cox is recently widowed. I think that, that yeah. there's there's a small subplot of like Emil Hirsch's character feels obligated to kind of take care of his dad right. and hang out with his dad and you know kind of be his caretaker or whatever because his mother passed. But so, they get along um, and never once yeah. does you know does it stop and you totally forget about the horror part and we have to focus on like this father and son arguing over something. Right. Because yeah. I feel like in horror movies that happens like you know two people start fighting over. A relationship. Meanwhile, all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. You're like, focus. There was like none of that. It right. was all focused on Jane Doe and what was going on. The special effects are really good too. Yeah. They're all very realistic. Uh, I mean, it almost feels like you're watching Faces of Death sometimes because the yeah. bodies that are shown at certain points are yeah. pretty yeah. grotesque, and some of the procedures where they're cutting into Jane Doe are, are pretty rough looking. You know, yeah. where they're peeling back skin layers yeah. and. You know, some pretty gnarly realistic. stuff. Pretty yeah. Yeah. But nothing that is this gratuitous, strangely. It right. all feels very clinical, and, and even though you're seeing a naked woman through almost the entire film, it never feels like they're exploiting this lady or it's yeah, done in a sexual true. way right. or anything like that. Again, because like we were talking about normal people watching it, I mean, if you just walked in with like a first date type of scenario, you are going to see a naked woman for a large percent, you know, percent of the movie. Yeah. Or but... It never feels like gratuitous or Yeah, it's not presented in a sexual way. Yeah. It's not like they uncover a body and Mila Hirsch is like, whoa, what's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, Dude, yeah, I got right. this one. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, and also, shout out to, I, I looked up her name. It's, o, o, is it, oh God. Ophelia Lovabond? Is that what you're about to say? Uh, no, no. That's oh. the girlfriend character. Oh, okay. Jane Doe is played by, uh, I don't see any other credits for her, Olween Kelly? Owen oh, Catherine Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and shout out to her, man, because she, like, obviously has to play, like, a dead body the whole time. I mean, these people acting very close to her and, yeah. you know, lots of close-ups of her face. and. Um, She's been in a couple of things, but nothing I've never heard of. Really? And very obscure things, yeah. Um, and what's weird is sometimes, even though she's a blank slate, it does feel like she's emoting sometimes. Sometimes they linger on her face, and they're, and you hear characters talking, yeah. and it almost feels like something's going to happen, or something, you're anticipating something, which is probably a strength of the direction as well, which yeah. the director did uh, uh, Troll Hunter, uh, which was a pretty oh, yeah. big uh, like Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Swedish, if, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this really good example of like mid-budget like horror movies. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, super flashy or, um, like, it's just, like, acting. It's, it's you know, yeah. two people kind of playing off each other and, you know, the atmosphere and everything. Yeah. So, Do you think they'll make a sequel? I mean, they could, but I feel like they don't need to. Exactly. I, I feel the same way. Like, if they did make a sequel, I probably wouldn't watch it. I feel like it would be, like, a lot of those exorcism of so-and-so. Like, they right. make a lot of sequels and stuff like that. But... Is there a Troll Hunters too? Not that I know of. Okay. Maybe he's the kind of person that the director won't will. need to do it. Because right. I feel like the way it ends, you kind of get a feeling that it's not, it's, you know, it's going to continue. Well, and, and also, yeah. Brian, Brian Cox really pushed, uh, to me, he, he's what this movie hangs on in a lot of yeah. ways. I mean, his acting is really he's good, really I thought. Um, and again, like there's jump scares and there's moments of terror and stuff, but they don't oversell it. It's, it's done in a very, yeah. you know, 
it's not heavy-handed, I guess what I'm trying yeah. to say. So, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. around, pretty good, I thought. Yeah. And, like, this might be the first time we talk about a movie and we don't spoil it. So, if, yeah. like, <laughs> go into this movie... Oh, we're not spoiling it? Yeah, I don't think we should. Okay. Because, I mean, there's a mystery to it, but... I mean, I don't feel like the the reveal is it's earned. It's not like a twist ending or anything like that. Yeah. They they give you all the the clues and tell you at the end what's going yeah. on. Um, but I, I think that you know potentially someone might hear this and seek it out for the first time. So yeah, because it's not really in a lot of theaters or anything. And we like you know we watched it on demand. Right. But it is playing in a small right. amount and of theaters around the at country. At the time we're recording this, uh, like last weekend, the big horror movie was Bye Bye Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, th- this is a movie. Jane, the Autopsy of Jane Doe is definitely a movie you should seek out if you're a horror fan and support it with your with your money a little bit, because this did not get a wide release, even though it has yeah. two pretty big stars in it and it's expertly done. Yeah. Uh, but yet, the Bye Bye Man was in every multiplex across the country. <laughs> we were so, talking yesterday how it's like dumbed dumbed down horror movies always get big releases yeah. because young people will go see crappy horror movies. And I don't know if y'all did. I saw crappy horror movies when I was young, like you know, Final Destination. It's, it's not. It was good, but I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's silly. It's sort of directed at teenagers. It's directed right. at teenagers, yeah. right? And which I actually think those movies are kind of fun and a really stupid. They are, but I'm yeah. sure people our age now, back then, was like right. Final Destination. That's a crappy horror movie. That's but a good point. you definitely go. You know, every movie can't be a scream. Yeah, that's right. probably the. Smart, Best horror movie of our generation. directed towards kids, also. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. And it kind of sucks. Like these smart horror movies don't, all you know, get wide releases all the time. Um, so again, like, not claiming this movie is going to change your life or that you're going to be so horrified that you can't sleep for weeks on end or anything yeah. like that. But it's just a really good, solid, fun horror movie. It, yeah. It's it's a haunted house. It's like a fun house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you really definitely, it's worth. The price of admission and it's definitely worth supporting so definitely seek it out if you're if you're a horror fan for sure agree a hundred percent yeah are we gonna give our grades yeah let's give it a let's give it a letter grade i'd give it an a i'd watch it again i too would give it an a yeah i i think i'd give it a good solid b plus you know what i mean where it's like it's definitely one i would watch again and it's definitely one i would introduce to someone if they were like hey what's a good horror movie it's definitely one i would you know give to someone first thing, you know, especially because it's modern. Yeah. It's not something you have to, like, go back 20 years or anything like that because that scares some people off when you're trying to recommend movies yeah. and stuff. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. No spoilers. Yeah. There you yeah. go, guys. Seek it out. Seek it out and let us know what you think. Yeah. So. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we just reviewed The Autopsy of Jane Doe by the coward Robert Ford. Oh. Oh. He ain't giving me no autopsy report. He ain't giving me no coroner's report. He ain't giving well, me... Well, it may be that he doesn't have that. I don't know. That's what I've been trying to get. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Smilers never lose. And frowners never win. So let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. All right, so I came up with an idea for a new segment. It's horror trivia! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Woo.
I've selected three horror movies and written down 20 plus questions for each movie. I'm gonna so lose <laughs> against Craig. It's my own point in the video. Well, the three movies I've picked are Evil Dead 2, Halloween, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. I picked that one for you because I, I, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> so, are we gonna get the hero with the music? Although, I'm, this is just for now. I'll, I can oh, okay. So, here's how. Sorry. So, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to ask a question, and then I've got. No looking at the computers, right? These buzzers. So, when you know, if you know the answer to the question, you buzz in, and then I've got a buzzer on this phone, too. So, you, one of you guys can use the iPad, one can use the phone. There's three different sounds, so maybe we should pick one for each. That way it's a little less confusing. How do I get rid of this? Oh, here. So like... Okay. All right. Cool. So who I'll take wants? that one. Okay. Here's my buzzer, listeners. And here's mine. Stop it. And here's mine. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Uh, What's I'm going to ask a question, and if you know the answer, you buzz in. If you get the question right... You get two points. If neither of you know the answer to the question, I have multiple choice answers. And if you get the question right from the multiple choice, you get one point. So, real quick, when I, if I buzz in yeah. and I get the question wrong, then when you give multiple choice, only I can answer or we both can answer? No, if you get it wrong, that you're out for that question. And then the other person gets some yeah, multiple yeah, choice. Yeah, the other person can, yeah, can answer. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. I was just hitting the buzzer. I didn't. Who's, what's it, what, what does it go to? The first to how many points? Uh, we're just going to, I'm going to ask all the questions I've written here, and so then ready. whoever has the most at the end. Yes! So. I love trivia. But I'm I hope you're ready to go down, Kia! <laughs> 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 all right, here we go. The first movie is Evil Dead 2. Oh. I'm ready! Hands on buzzers. Okay. I'm not going to hear anything. Some, oh, some of these are really easy. So, mm -hmm. actually, so mm. question one. What does Ash... Attached to the stump of his arm. Ooh, that was... All right, Kia. Chainsaw. That's correct. Yeah! <laughs> Two for Kia. <laughs> this game is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the book? That's... Mm. Craig. Necronomicon. Full title. The Book of the Dead. Full title. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. The, the full answer is the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Oh, wow, okay. But I'll accept that. That's okay. Question three. Who said we just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw? Does that sound fine? Kia. Ash. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Question four. What do the knights call the beast that Ash slays? Craig. Deadite? Correct. Mm. Okay. All right, question five. According to legend, who wrote the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead? Kia. Satan. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna give you some multiple choice. So I I get to answer a multiple yeah. choice too? Sure. But we so, have to buzz in now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here's the multiple choice. A, the Knights of Templar. B, the Dothraki. C, the Cthulhu, the the Dark Ones. Craig. The, the Dothraki. Incorrect. Oh, uh, the Knights of Templar. 
Incorrect. Dang it. The answer is <laughs> <laughs> The answer is D, the dark one. Oh. Alright. Hmm. After, okay, after the first night, the sun drives the evil away. What does Ash decide he must do? Say it, say it. Oh, sorry. I didn't understand the question. Will you do it one more time? Did you have an answer? Or... Uh, burn the house down. Wrong. Okay. Can you repeat the question? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. After the first night, the sun drives the evil away. What does Ash decide he must do? Drive out of town? I mean, drive back to town, right? Does he get in the car and try to drive? Uh... I'll accept that answer because the, the, the official answer written here is get out of there. But that's, oh, okay. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in, that's when the bri- he discovers the bridge yeah. is messed up. And, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess I should do that. Yeah, there we go. All right, next question. What does Ash do with Linda after she becomes possessed? Craig. Cuts her up. Dismembers her. Mm, not exactly. Cuts off her head. Oh. <laughs> Chains her in the basement. Wrong. Because your second answer oh. was correct. I'm not gonna give you the points because he does cut off her head. He doesn't dismember her head. I thought he, he doesn't. But he... dismember does does not count like removing someone's body part. Yeah, I, th- I think it's okay I'll, to be. I'll a give you one strict. point. I'll give you one point for that one. I think that's worth it because this member makes me think of like all body parts getting cut off. Right, but right. He just he whops, cuts her head off with a uh, uh, shovel. Hmm. And then, yeah, you're right because he buries her and then she does that dance yeah. where she is resurrected and like throws around her head. Yeah. Okay. What wall-mounted animal head comes to life and starts laughing at Ash? Kia. A deer. Correct. Yes, I was, I was gonna say <laughs> two antler or something. Okay. I right. thought it was a moose. So. Let's see. Okay. Next question. What does Annie bring to the cabin? <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. Okay. Cards. Incorrect. <laughs> you, 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 oh. I could just give you the multiple choice. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, oh okay. <laughs> you don't know. Okay. A a chainsaw. B, a transistor radio. C, champagne and caviar. D, pages from the Book of the Dead. Kia. Transistor radio. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> is it champagne and caviar? Wrong. It's pages from the Book of the Dead. What? Who's okay. Annie? Is that, is that a sister? Uh, she's the lady who comes to the cabin and like her father was the Oh, one okay. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Okay. okay, that makes sense. Okay. Hey, what's what's the score? We should do an update on the score. All right. So the sure. score so far is six to seven. Right. No, I'm, I'm only winning by one point. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who said, "Old double barrel here, blow your butts to kingdom come. See if we don't." I don't know the character's name. Mm. Let's hear the multiple choice. All right. Annie, or A Annie, B Jake, C Ed, or D Ash. Here. Ed. Incorrect. Jake. Incorrect. It's gonna be Ash, isn't it? It's Ash. Damn it! I knew I should have <laughs> said Ash. All right. Okay. What does Ash do with Linda's possessed head when he goes into the tool shed? Craig. He puts it in a vice. Correct. Mm. Well, what else does he do? Then he doesn't he chainsaw it. Correct. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. puts in puts it in a vice and chainsaw it. Okay. Don't forget oh, to give me my know. points. <laughs> So one, this is an outrage. Two, okay. <laughs> Next question. Along with Ash, what else gets pulled through the portal at the end of the film? Craig. Ash's car? Correct. 
One, two. Okay. Next question. Who goes with Ash to investigate the ominous sound in the bedroom so that he doesn't have to do it alone? I would love to hear multiple choice. choice. Okay. Um, A. Annie. B. Ed. C. Jake. Or D. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Incorrect. Jake. Incorrect. Annie. When are we gonna get to Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still like ten more questions Do you have to any go these. Walking Dead questions? No. I think you're being he Bucky is very questions? prepared and you're yeah. trashing all the work. Cover your answers. Well, okay, here we go. And Next question. Way. After Linda's skeletal corpse rises from the grave, what does it do? Uh, um, dance. Correct. I only got that because you said it earlier. Bullshit. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, bullshit. When you said that earlier, I was like, oh, maybe I should skip the question later. <laughs> no, that's crazy. All right. So, we're 11 to 8. Craig, you're going to leave. Are we still, still Evil Dead? Yeah. Okay. We've still got, there's a bunch of questions. <laughs> uh, who does Annie stab with the Kandarian dagger? Ed. No. Multiple choice, please. Ash, Jake, Bobby Joe, or Henrietta? Bobby Joe. Incorrect. Because Bobby Joe is a Jake. female, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Bobby Joe! Yeah. And that yeah. guy's yelling it. Uh, next question. What helps Ash. What was it? What was the answer? Uh, Jake. Okay. Okay. Uh, what helps Ash regain control after he is possessed the second time? Multiple choice? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, a. The sun comes up. B. Jake stabs him. C. Annie recites the Book of the Dead. Or D. He finds Linda's necklace. Jake stabs him. Incorrect. It's, it's Linda's necklace, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I've seen this movie once. <laughs> well, I mean, you're doing pretty good if you've only seen it once. Uh, don't worry, you're gonna you're gonna clean house on the Nightmare on Elm Street questions. Uh, let's see. What attacks Bobby Joe in the forest? Oh, Bobby! Is Bobby Joe the girl? Yeah. Oh, the tree. Correct. One. Average ER wait time at TriStar Stonecrest is seven minutes, by the way. Carry on. Oh, I was like, It's <laughs> the advertisement on your app. <laughs> okay. When the group discovers Ash in the cabin, what do they do with him? Craig. Oh, I should have waited. Uh, knock him out. And bind him in chains. Incorrect. This <laughs> <laughs> made up shit. <laughs> do, you have a, do you want to hear the multiple yeah. choice? Okay. You can buzz uh, in too, right? Oh, okay. A. Throw him in the basement. B. Lock him in the tool shed. C. Kick him out of the house. Or D. Tie him to a chair. Oh. Yeah. Lock him in the tool shed. Incorrect. Can I still guess? Or did I mess yeah. it up by... Uh, I guess, that's, how I think, I guess, that's how we have him yeah, doing that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Alright. No, I'll, I'll pass. Okay. I feel like it's kind of cheap. So from now on out? Yeah. Like if, the, if, you ask, the, if you answer once... That's it for that question. Okay. So, uh, the answer is throw him in the basement. Mm. Okay, number 18. What part of Henrietta's corpse flies into Bobby Joe's mouth? Ooh. Greg! Uh, eyeball. Correct! One, two. Okay. Who was Ash attacking when he sees Linda's necklace after he is possessed the second time? 
Bobby Joe. Incorrect. The options. <laughs> a. Jake. B. Bobby Joe. C. Linda. Or D. Annie. Uh, screw it, Jake. Incorrect. It was Annie. Damn it! Those are my only Damn it! I was gonna guess Bobby Joe and Jake. What does possessed Ed chant to the other cabin dwellers? Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Dead by dawn. Correct. <laughs> All right. Who said I'm a man and you're a woman? At least last time I checked. Ash. Correct. <laughs> Full name, please. Ashley, Ashley Williams. James. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's only three more Evil Dead questions. Evil Dead 2. Here we go. Ash cuts off his hand and puts a bucket over it. When he puts a stack of books on top of the bucket, which book is on top? A Farewell to Arms. Correct. <laughs> All right. What does the book call the person prophesied to destroy evil? Which is what? Can you... What does the book call the person prophesied to destroy the evil? Correct. The chosen one? Incorrect. Yeah. Choices. Choices? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Kandarian warrior of Kal, the hero from the sky, the man with the boomstick, or the traveler of time? The hero from the sky. Correct. Um, oh wait, no, that's only one point. Four. I get one point? Oh, because yeah, the multiple choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just so competitive. Yeah. It's like, what? No, you give me that point. <laughs> uh, where was Henrietta's corpse buried? Uh, oh, sorry. You go ahead. In, in front of the house? Incorrect. No. <laughs> A, in the graveyard. B, under the floorboards in the bedroom. C, in the swamp. Or D, in the cellar. It's at the cellar, right? Correct. And that's it for Evil Dead 2. You gave him two points. Did I? Oh, you're right. I did. Good call. This game is rigged. I demand a recount. All right, let's, All right, uh, let's see. 5, 10, <laughs> 13 to 20. Oh, so my Lord. Kia, for the listeners, Kia's 13. Craig. It's 20. 20. Going into round two. Keep an eye on the scorekeeper. Should I Should I wait for the last to do Nightmare on Elm Street, or should I do that next? What, what's the other movie? Yeah, Halloween is the other movie. Halloween will be on equal footing. For the most part, if okay. maybe. Let's go Nightmare on Elm Street. This is Nightmare on Elm Street for the listeners is uh, Kia's favorite film franchise, horror film franchise, and she's kind of an expert. Do these questions cover just the first one or just Nightmare on Elm Street in general? I think I picked one question that's kind of over the whole thing, but most all all of them are the for the most part are just the first movie. Okay, cool. Cool. Question one: Who was Freddy's first victim? I need the options. You mean of Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, the first one. Oh, shit. (laughs) What's your answer? Kia. (laughs) No! I'm waiting to give you a point. It's, what, uh, Linda. Incorrect. Answer the options. A, Tammy, B, Teresa, C, Tanya, or D, Tina. Mm, I'm so angry! I don't know the character. It's Tina! Well, neither of you get a point. So, oh, ah, but it is Tina, though. Yeah, right? I could have. You could have let me. You just said you didn't know. But I could have like 
I would have randomly picked one. Oh. I had a 25% chance of getting it before you robbed me of that. I demand a point. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, can't, I'm so upset. I missed... It's I'm one so question. upset. Like, I'm on the together. record, this is be my favorite franchise, and I, I miss one of the easiest I think passions are way too high for this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a trivia question. It's it's so it's, it's, it's kinda, you know. By the way, I have no prize at the end of this. There's no one's <laughs> gifted me just yeah. so. um, Next question. What was Nancy's father's occupation? Police chief. Correct. <laughs> I feel like if I I feel like if I don't get these right, I'll let myself down. Okay, next question. What did Nancy bring back from her dream? Craig. Uh, Brittany's hat. Correct. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Next question. When Tina was having her dream in the beginning of the film, what animal did she see? Kia. Goat. I think that would count. I wrote down sheep. Was it a sheep? I'm okay with you wanting that. They're distinct animals, but yeah, that's true. I think they that's... Okay. What was it though? Sheep. Oh, well then I got it wrong. I'm, I'm blowing these questions. About to turn this mother out. Here we go. <clears throat> Next question. Okay. Who said, "Don't fall asleep in there. You could drown. You know." Chris. Nancy's mom. Correct. What the hell? When she's in the bathtub. How many times have you seen this movie? <laughs> All right, next question. I'm so upset with myself. Who said, oh man, midnight, baseball bats, and boogeymen? Beautiful. What? Who said, oh man, midnight, baseball bats, and boogeymen? Beautiful. Johnny Depp's character. <laughs> Do you remember his name? <laughs> um, was it like Jason? No. <laughs> I would like to hear the options, please. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so right. annoyed right now. Was it A, Glenn, B, Nancy, C, Tammy, or D, Rod? Fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Glenn. You are correct. Oh, nice. You narrowed it down for him. That was the when movie. I said Johnny Depp's character, what's his name? So I, on it, so that already you, took away two of your choices. You narrowed it down. He didn't yeah, reveal you're that. The, yeah, you said Johnny Depp's character. But I didn't, he didn't know if that was the right answer or not. But you said, what was his name? So he obviously knew that it was Johnny Depp's character. So when you gave two yeah, female answers, he knew it wasn't those two female answers. You narrowed but it down for him by 50%. I also said Rod. You narrowed it down for him by 50%. Well, you buzzed in without knowing the answer. Don't worry really about me. Know That's the really answer. your fault. I, mean... I did know the answer. Okay, fine. All right, here we go. <laughs> Take away my point. No, right. no, no, no. No, don't you dare. We got it. Huh? Again, there's no prize at the end of this. I, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't bring anything to give anyone. You're, so. <laughs> she's very competitive. All right. I am not at all. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I should just lay down. Yeah. Here we go. What was the number on Glenn's jersey? I don't have any idea. Okay, multiple, multiple choice. Was it A, 10, B, 11, C, 12, or D, 13? Kia. I feel like it was... Thirteen. <laughs> I like how you mouthed it first. All right, uh, incorrect. A. <laughs> correct. Yes! What, what was A? Ten. I don't know, I just randomly said A. <laughs> All right, 
Next question. When Glenn is talking with Nancy on the phone, he compares her security features on the house to what movie? Security features on the house. Let's hear the options. Was it A, The Man in the Iron Mask, B, Escape from Alcatraz, C, Jason County Jail, Jackson County Jail, sorry, or D, The Prisoner of Zenda? Escape from Alcatraz. Incorrect. Uh, D. <laughs> Correct. I feel like you're just like I am. guessing. <laughs> uh, D. All right. I'm going to eliminate one and then I'm just... <laughs> All right. When talking on the phone with his mother, Glenn plays a recording of what sounds? What are the options? Okay. Is it A, traffic jam, B, airport sounds, D, thunderstorm, or D, dogs barking? Uh, A. Incorrect. Is it dogs barking? Incorrect. It's airport sounds. Uh, number 10. Who directed the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Wes <laughs> Craven. Correct. Alright. There's a lot of questions. Number 11. What is Freddy's mother's name? Clue. Options. Is it A, Sarah, B, Martha, D, Amanda, or, oh, sorry, A, Sarah. Amanda. Correct. Is that the one that's outside of Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. That's got to be like one of the later ones, right? Yeah, I put a little asterisk in both Dream Warriors. Like this. <laughs> okay, but the, all the rest of these are all just the first movie. Yeah. What horror movie does Nancy watch? In the movie, she's watching a horror movie at one point. What is the movie? Well, I don't know. Options. Is it A, Phantasm, B, The Evil Dead, C, Swamp Thing, or D, An American Werewolf in London? Yeah. Evil Dead. Correct. Yeah. I forgot about that. They do like a back and forth between the movies, right? Where they they see Evil Dead in one, and then in Evil Dead 2, isn't there like a, a Freddy's right, glove? Yeah. It's like an homage kind of thing. <laughs> Even like back and forth. Next question. What is Freddy's address in the Nightmare on Elm Street horror series? Oh. You know, options? Sure. Right. Is it A, 1428 Elm Street? B, 4512 Elm Street? C, 6970 Elm Street? Or D, 1625 Elm Street? Yeah. I hope it's 1625. Incorrect. A. Correct. <laughs> You are lucky. Alright. Number four? Oh, yeah. Next question. How does Rod die? Isn't he like, uh, he's sucked into his bed and then the blood splashes up to the ceiling? Incorrect. That's Glenn. Damn it! Yeah. Do you want the... Oh, yeah. The options. Is it A, strangled with his sheets? B, drowned in a waterbed. C, thrown through a window. Or D, cut open with knives. Strangled in the sheets. Correct. Next. I, I need to... She did buzz in before the options. I don't think that counts. That should count. Mm. Right. No! Just <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, what is Freddy's full name? Oh. Huh. Hmm. 
Interesting. Freddy Nathaniel Krueger. Incorrect. I would like the options, please. <laughs> Frederick Nathaniel <laughs> Krueger. No. Alright, is it A, Fred Rick Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> that is no one's middle name. <laughs> B, Fred Clayton Krueger. C, Fred Miles Krueger. Or D, Fred Charles Krueger. I think it's uh, Fred Clayton Krueger. Incorrect. It was Fred Charles Krueger. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. I really wish it was Fred Rick Krueger, though. Um, what town is Elm Street located in? Craig. Springfield. Nope. <laughs> is it A. Springwood, B. Crystal Lake, C. Spring County, or D. Collingwood? Springwood? Uh, correct. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Crystal Lake. I almost, I almost ruined it and was like, when you're, yeah. you, you said Springwood, I was like, no, but it's close. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't say that. All right. And oh my God, so ridiculous. I'm so disappointed. There we go. Who said, whatever you do, don't fall asleep? Nancy. Correct. The stripes on Freddy's sweater are what two colors? Pia. Red and green. Correct. What does Nancy's mom have added to the house for extra security? Craig. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, bars. The bars Correct. on the um, While Nancy is dreaming at the sleep clinic, where does Freddy cut her? Pia. Is it her arm? Correct. Next question. While Glenn talks about the skill of taking control of one's dreams, what is Nancy researching? Yeah. How to stay awake. Incorrect. Uh, I'd like to hear the options. Is it A, teamwork, B, booby traps, C, math, or D, awareness? Booby traps! Correct. Teamwork? <laughs> <laughs> hey God, can you like math? Can you be quiet? I'm trying to research teamwork here. God, Glenn, you just keep talking. Was math an option? That was an option, right? Yep. That was okay. D. Or C. Oh, and was other awareness? Yeah. Okay. Teamwork, booby traps, math, and awareness. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, these, these are not questions I made up, by the way. I found these questions. Oh, okay. Are the choices? Oh, you didn't make the choices up either. You're right. Okay. So next question: What unusual thing happens to Nancy's hair? After the nightmare, Kia. <laughs> Wait, it um, frizzes up. Incorrect. Correct. <laughs> she gets oh, gray streaks. Of course. Streak. Oh my god. Alright. <sighs> Almost there. So angry. Who said, "I'm your boyfriend now"? Kia. Very good. Correct. <laughs> In the beginning of the film, Tina wakes up with which of the following as evidence that her nightmare was more than just a bad dream? Um, I don't want to say it, so choices. I have right. a choice. Is it A, her nightgown has been shredded by Freddy's glove, B, she's holding a torn piece of Freddy's sweater, C, she, she has cuts on her arm, or D, there are claw marks on her ceiling. Kia. 
Um, cuts in her arm. Incorrect. A. Correct. Wait, what was that? A is her nightgown has been shredded by Freddy's glove. Tina? Uh, yes. I thought she had the dream in class. Tina, I don't know. That's what this question said on the internet. <laughs> I, have a, I have an app. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we can... I'm gonna check start. that. Yeah, we can do some research. I might be, I might, yeah, yeah, I might be. I might okay. be. Um, what kind of evil did Freddy do while he was alive? Tia. Killed kids? Correct. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> he was framed! <laughs> um, Nancy's mom has been saving what as a memento of Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Is it newspaper clippings? Incorrect. His love. Correct. Um, it's okay. like I've never seen the movie before. When Nancy wakes up from her nightmare at the Sleep Institute, what item has she brought back from the dream world? Daisies. <laughs> Incorrect. Is it A, Freddy's hat, B, an alarm clock, C, Glenn's headphones, or D, Freddy's glove? His hat, I know that's wrong now. That is... Correct! Oh! Alright, yes. next question. When Nancy sees Tina in her dream, what crawls out of Tina's mouth? Is it like a, a like a leech? Uh, no. Greg. A centipede. Correct. <laughs> Next question. You're so smug. Oh my I'm god! I'm so smug. <laughs> uh, yes. Next question. What does Lieutenant Thompson use as bait to capture a potential murderer? Oh, sorry. This, maybe we reread that one. Is this does, Nightmare Nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> no. Who does Lieutenant Thompson use as bait to capture a potential murderer? Nancy. Correct. All right. Um, how many times is Elm Street said in the movie? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> 76. Incorrect. Crazy. Is it A, zero, B, one, C, two, or D, three? Hmm, zero. Correct. Oh! <laughs> hi -oh! Trick question. <laughs> Next question. What is Nancy doing right before Glenn, Glenn climbs into her window? Correct. Waxing her lips. <laughs> no. <laughs> Option. Is she A, painting her nails, B, exercising, C, watching a horror movie on TV, or D, vacuuming her rug? What are the choices again? A, painting her nails, B, exercising, C, watching a horror movie on TV, or D, vacuuming her say rug. watching a horror movie on TV? Correct! She's watching Evil Dead. Yeah, we've already oh. done it. Um, That's it? Nope, there's oh. three more. Oh. Or, yeah, three more. Where is Nancy when she sees visions of Tina's dead body? In class. Correct! Uh, where's the next one? Where does Marge Thompson say Freddy used to take the kids he killed? His basement? Incorrect. The boiler room? Correct. Oh. 
Okay. Mm. Oh, at the, at the boiler room at his school? Yeah, he's a janitor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last question. Mm. What, okay. What does Glenn tell his mom he's going to watch on TV? Pornography! Is it A, the Miss America pageant, B, Miss Bikini Tropics, C, Miss Nude America, or D, Miss Jello Wrestling? Miss Nude America. Correct! What? No comment. I was going to say Miss Bikini Tropics. All right. What's the score? Let's see. We've got... Mm. Tia at 37. Craig has 42. Okay. Pretty close. Well, okay. if I can get Nightmare on Elm Street right, I don't think I'm going to get Halloween right. <laughs> I've probably seen Evil Dead like 30 times. Yeah. I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. But... And I claim that's my favorite movie. And then I just screwed the pooch. You did great. You got 37. Down. Okay, next question. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. The original Halloween. Yeah. Michael Myers stole all but which of the following items from the hardware store? A power drill, a Halloween mask, some rope, or a couple of knives? Yeah. Power drill. Correct. I'll give you two, because that's, you have to have an extra choice for that. Number two. What kind of animal does Michael Myers kill? Kia. Cat. Incorrect. A doggy. Correct. Um, who does Linda call right before she gets strangled to death by Michael? Greg. Her doctor. Incorrect. Options. Is it A, Annie, B, the police, C, Lori, or D, Dr. Loomis? Incorrect. Another Annie. <laughs> Who's Annie? Uh, she's one of Lori's friends. <laughs> it's like uh, Lori is the main. Is you know what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, and then uh, Linda is PJ Souls, and then Annie is the girl with the dark hair. Okay. Okay. Annie accidentally gets locked in which room at Lindsay Wallace's house? Um, is it the pantry? Incorrect. The shitter. Wrong. That is the laundry room. I was close. I knew it was a <laughs> small room. Well, so is a bathroom. <laughs> no, like a really small room, like a pantry or a laundry room. Next question. <laughs> Who said, you know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Lori. Incorrect. Alice right. Cooper. Incorrect. <laughs> the answer is Sheriff Lee Brackett. <laughs> Next question. What is the name of the town Michael Myers returns to? Oh, you... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> We have a picture, a Haddonfield, some Haddonfield artwork hanging up, and I looked to my right. <laughs> but and you, I said, you rang Haddonfield. the buzzer and then slowly looked over. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I play to win. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> next question. How many people does Michael Myers kill in the film? Craig. Seven. Incorrect. Uh, two. Incorrect. Five. Hmm. Who does... I'm oh, sorry. Can't leave. Who decides to let Linda and her boyfriend use the Wallace's house for a pants-off dance-off? Annie. Correct. <laughs> All right, where's the other one? Uh, where does Michael Myers commit his first murder? Do you know? <laughs> you know. Um, do you need the? All right, choices? let's hear the let's hear the okay. choices. Is it A. Lindsay Wallace's house, B. Michael Myers' house, C. Tommy Doyle's house, or D. The local school? Kia. Michael Myers' house. Correct. Forgot about him as a kid. What does Tommy Doyle say he's afraid of? Spiders. Incorrect. Are you losing on purpose? No, I'm giving wrong answer. I don't know, so I'm just going for it. Is it is it A the Grim Reaper, B the Devil, C the Boogeyman, or D Krampus? Boogeyman. Correct. Oh, one point. Oh, you're right. Good call. Somebody else should be taking it. <laughs> uh, who said, you must be ready for him. If you don't, it's your funeral. Oh, um, Dr. Yeah. Loomis? Correct. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> who does Lori say she wants to go to the dance with? John Travolta. <laughs> Correct. He's a big star at the time. Uh, who wouldn't want to? Welcome back, Connor. Choices, but is it A. Gary Brown, B. Steve Smith, <laughs> C. Bob Evans, or D. Ben Tramer? Steve Smith. Incorrect. D. Ben Tramer. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say that. Actually, I was gonna say Tommy, but Tommy is someone else's boyfriend. Yeah. Ben Tramer is actually in. Halloween 2 and gets killed because he's wearing a mask exactly like Michael Myers' mask, but it's blonde, and the police think that he's Michael Myers. Oh, well. But it's actually Ben Tramer. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. And Trick or Treat Studios makes a Ben Tramer mask now you can buy. Wow, that's obscure as hell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. Um, Number 12, what is the last object Laurie Strode stabs Michael Myers with? Fred. Coat hanger? Incorrect. Is it a piece of glass, a coat hanger, <laughs> a knitting needle, or his knife? Knitting needle. Incorrect. It is Michael Myers' knife. Um, what is stenciled on the door of the red truck that Dr. Loomis finds? Craig. Fat bottom girls forever. <laughs> Correct! No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not true. Options. <laughs> Is it A, Phelps Garage, B, Solomon Audio, Audio, Auto, uh, Kruger Towing, or Ray's Repair? I'm going to go with Kruger Towing. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like a same It was before. Yeah. Okay. Incorrect. It's Phelps Garage. Oh. In what year does Michael Myers kill his sister? Craig. Uh, 58. Incorrect. Yeah. It takes place in the 70s. Yeah. He kills his uh, As a kid. 
Uh, oh, the older sister. Uh, 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 62. Incorrect. It's 1963. Oh, Very close. No! Uh, next question. Where does Michael Myers kill Annie Brackett? In a house. Incorrect. Oh. Uh, options. Okay. Is it A, in the Wallace's laundry room, B, in her car, C, in her boyfriend's kitchen, or D, in the cemetery? Remember, uh, boyfriend's kitchen. Incorrect. It's in her car. Hmm. What does Lori do to stop Michael Myers from strangling her? Need options? Mm -mm. Options. Is it A, pulls off his mask, B shoots him, C pushes him down the stairs, or D yells his name? Yells his name. Incorrect. Uh, pushes him down the stairs. Incorrect. She pulls his mask off. Alright, number 17. What happened with Judith Meyer's grave? So what happened to Judith Meyer's grave? I have no idea. Yeah. Options are is it A, her corpse was dug up and stolen? B, the headstone was spray painted? C, it was struck by lightning? Or D, the headstone was stolen? Spray painted. Incorrect. Uh, headstone stolen? Correct. I'm on the board. <laughs> Who said, I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor? Annie. <laughs> Correct. One, two. Okay. Who does Annie strip off? Wait. Why does Annie? <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Ooh la la. Yeah. Why does Annie strip off her clothes? Yeah. Uh, um. They get wet. <laughs> No. Is it A, the dog pees on her, B, she spills beer on herself, C, Lindsay rips them while they're playing, or D, she spills popcorn butter on herself? Uh, popcorn butter? I don't know. Correct! Oh! hey -o. They get wet! That's exactly what yeah, I popcorn said! Popcorn butter is not wet. That's a very specific it's thing. Moist. That's very broad. That's a very, yeah, wet is like... Okay. After Michael Myers falls out of the second story window and onto the lawn, who discovers that he's disappeared? Craig. Dr. Loomis. Correct. <laughs> what movie did Lori and Tommy watch? Options. Yeah. Is it A, Plan 9 from Outer Space, B, The Thing, C, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or D, War of the Worlds? Craig. The Thing? Correct. John Carpenter, we made it, so, yeah. You get extra points for trivia. I'm going to give you an extra point for this. This is a horror podcast! Where is Michael Myers the first time he sees Laurie? On the street. Walking on the street. Incorrect. Let's do the options. A, Laurie's school. B, his house. C, driving a car, or D, Linda's house? Uh, A. Incorrect. 
at his house. Hmm. She, remember she and Tommy are walking and then he goes up to the door and he's like, and Tommy's like, don't go up there, the boogeyman lives there. Oh. Technically, doesn't he see her from like What's their childhood book? home? Didn't they grow up in the same house together? No. Okay, no, no. Because after Michael killed his sister, they took baby Lori and she went into like, uh, she was adopted by another family. That's what I'm saying though. So she did see him as a baby. She just didn't know what was going on because she was a baby. What's the point? I mean, what, why are well, you bringing that still, up? Still, technically, it would be in Michael Myers' house where they first That's saw true. each other. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is kind of like... <laughs> That's not the question. <laughs> what when did they leave? Okay. Lori and Annie are afraid the sheriff will catch them doing what? Drinking beer. Incorrect. Choices. Is it A, drinking and driving, B, smoking a joint, C, skipping school, or D, flashing other drivers? Smoking a joint. Correct. And final question. Oh. Uh, all the marbles. Where is the first place Dr. Loomis and Lori come in contact with each other? Incorrect. I like your options, please. A, the high school. B, the Doyle house. C, the Myers house. Or D, the hardware store. We'll go with uh, the Doyle's house. Correct. That question was worth negative 18 points. <laughs> Kia's the winner. No, uh, let's see. Final uh, scores. Kia, 51. Craig, 50. Are you serious? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Tia wins by one point. I Congratulations. Wow. That last question was worth 18 points. Craig is a... No, I did it. That was a close game. It was. I'm still disappointed in my performance on Nightmare on Elm Street segment, but... Yeah, uh... No more. It is weird, though, that, like, we have a Halloween, like, decor in here, and I didn't know any of that shit. <laughs> I mean, I know the character names, that's about it, but, like, yeah. places and locales, I was kind of confused, so... I like that. That was fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good job. Cool. Yeah. I'll bring questions for the next one we do. Nice. Sweet. Nice. So we have a, a little bit of uh, fan mail, and I don't know how much we really want to delve into this because this is a, a friend of mine uh, via Twitter who uh, asked us some questions about the back catalog. So we're going back all the way back to like the first episode and second episode and stuff like that. Um, this is uh, at D Shots. This is, this is our, oh, our friend from David, high school. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he said, uh, Dear Half-Assed, why was The Blob mm -hmm. remake your first movie review? Also, has the found footage genre run its course yet? That's his first set of questions. I wasn't part of the first The Blob one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why did we pick that? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was. I, it's a weird inaugural. It's yeah. like the very first episode. I don't remember why we picked it, but I don't remember why we picked that one either. But the funny thing is, like, I after I edit these podcasts, yeah. I don't listen to them again. But like a week or two ago, I went back and tried to listen to the first episode, yeah. and I I can't believe how like the entire review was just me going on and on about that dude's <laughs> hair. I was like, dude, get off the hair. Who cares about the guy's hair? He had like the weird mullets. Like, yeah, I just kept going like, but the guy's hair, can you believe how stupid it looked? <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. 
Um, I, I mean, it was a nice fusion of things that we like, though, because it's a remake of an old school movie, which is like kind of my thing, like yeah. old school horror movies. And it's like 80s, and it had a lot of like cool like gore effects and everything, I remember. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just one of those things we kind of, you know... Early on, we did a lot of 80s stuff, too, because we did Creepshow 2 was our second episode. Oh, yeah. So, um, I think that that's kind of our era, like where we all grew up, is, you know, the 80s and early 90s. So that's kind of our bread and butter a little yeah. bit. So uh, his second, his, the second part was uh, the found footage genre. Has it run its course? Does Blair Witch count as found footage? Absolutely. Yeah. That kind of stuff is... Okay, I feel like it kind of ran its footage, footage ran its um. What's it, how does he say it? Ran its course. Yeah. Like after the Blair Witch, like the first one, I think it was kind of just like, you know, the Blair Witch was fine, but then after that, I was kind of over it immediately after that movie, just because I think it was a little bit overrated. Yeah. But. So then, for you, you never wanted to revisit like a found footage not, movie I after mean, the original. I just thought they were just gimmicky. So yeah. whenever I would see one, I would be like, this is gimmicky. It's like with Cloverfield, even though I finally watched Cloverfield and I liked it. Um, and, you know, I have seen other found footage that I like, movies that I liked. I liked Quarantine, from what I remember. And the new Blair Witch, which is just The Witch, right? That's what it's called. No, this is called Blair Witch. Blair Witch? Yeah. That was really good. So <laughs> I like the movies, I guess, but yeah. I do think it's gimmicky. Yeah. And it's time to like move on to something else. I don't, it's the newness is, is worn off because like when Blair Witch came out, I think people thought, is this real? Is this, right. is this real? And right. now we all know it's not real. So just stop doing it because it and doesn't this, really add anything to in it. In the modern age of the internet and everything and, you know, so far into the 21st century, I don't think we could make another movie market it the same way as the original Blair Witch where people went into it thinking that it could be real. I, I just don't think there's any way it could be under the radar enough. For, for someone to have that suspension of disbelief walking into it, you know? Because yeah. now everything's yeah documented that way. But, I mean, do you guys think that, like, it's over with? Or do you think we're just going to... It's found footage almost like zombie movies where there's always going to be some iteration of it for here on out. I think it uh, it's like any other genre. I feel like it, um, as long as it's done well, I think it's yeah. worth doing. Because I've seen, I've seen some found footage movies that are... I'm just like, why did they decide to make that found footage? Like, they, they could have just done that like a normal narrative, right. kind of normal movie style. But um, I think some found footage movies can work, though. Uh, but it's kind of few and far between, really. Well, we saw a movie recently called The Good Neighbor with James Caan. And it, it kind of meshed uh, found footage with uh, a traditional narrative. So, like, the bulk of the movie is these kids they rigged a guy's house to make it seem like it was haunted and they mm-hmm. videotape it and they, they watch the guy kind of spiral out of control as James Caan's character. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see a lot of that through that perspective of found footage, but yeah. there is kind of a, a thing that surrounds it where there's a courtroom case going on about what they did to James Caan. Oh, that's um, a good idea. So it kind of meshes like a traditional narrative with found footage. And I thought it was really well done. So that counts as found footage. I thought found footage is when like the people are like they're dead or something and all we have left of them is their footage. Well, yeah, but it's like the characters themselves, like, film it. You know, yeah. it's like from their point of view and right. they yeah. film it and everything, I do, you know. That worked well. Like, Chronicle would be another uh, version of found footage. Well, Remember I guess Chronicle? I do like a lot of found footage movies. Yeah. But I do think it's, I do think it, the newness is worn off. And so it's not like, is this real or not? You just kind of have to yeah. just, um, yeah. and I think maybe it'll just change. It's like with Blair Witch, they kind of used it from, like, the drones perspective. So maybe that... Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll morph into like found footage and it'll be drones or something. 
I mean, we, we haven't seen that yet, like, yeah. exclusively from drones or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting if they could figure out kind of a hook, like, to play with that angle or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, I guess that is kind of the next step. Um, uh, he says, also, I'm two years behind on episodes, so if you've already <laughs> answered these questions, uh, just denounce me as a sodomite and move on with your lives. <laughs> Hugs and kisses. Deuce Zinfidel is how he sounds it. So maybe I should have used his real name. Deuce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a bleep. <laughs> yeah. He also uh also as a lover of he responds later, this is like a day yeah. Oh no no, this is the same day. He says also as a lover of the shower beer, sitting in a plastic chair never occurred to me. <laughs> oh, and I, I could not that. get uh, that 007 nut destruction scene out of my head <laughs> when Kia read the story. Uh, so yeah, I, th- th- that's that's a segment I kinda miss on this mm-hmm. show is uh the horrific news. Oh, I need to yeah. start I need to start baking them and just, yeah. you know, come up with you know, really grisly tales like that of people yeah. getting their balls stuck in uh, <laughs> patio furniture. Um, That's so funny. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, th- this is just another brief aside. Uh, he mentions that he, he did not like the Duke at all. Um, mm. And I feel like that's one of the movies of all the ones that we've, I mean, we're up to like 16 episodes now, I think, counting this one. Yeah. Um, that's the one I, I've heard the most people push back on is the yeah. Duke. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to guess what the common denominator is there? What the, what the theme is of the people that don't like the Duke? The theme that, that yeah. don't, they're all men? Uh, no, no, but that's, that's mm-hmm. close. That's kind of on the right path. Single fathers? I don't know. Well, their parents. I've, almost, yeah. I've noticed almost exclusively that they're parents that don't like this movie. And I just wonder... Like not to be mean spirited, but I wonder if that's a piece of it is that there's a spoiled brat in this movie, not a spoiled brat, but like a really difficult child, and part of this movie is about how tough it is to be a parent and how it can be terrible sometimes. So I just wonder sometimes if like people that you know have kids are kind of like, oh, like I don't want to watch this movie about this shitty <laughs> yeah. kid. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah, especially right. from their point of view because they're better parents than what we see portrayed. Maybe you know I don't know. Maybe so, they think it's hard to. Bo- oh, yeah. I was gonna say a friend of mine at work the other day. He's married and has two kids and he actually brought up the Duke. he's like oh i watched the Duke the other day i hated it and yeah. this was like i was like really and uh yeah he didn't mention anything about the kid though he was just right. like just wasn't into it is it that they find it hard to believe that a mother could have that kind of feeling toward her kids to, to be honest i i you know in all fairness to the people that have said that they didn't like it it, it's very surface, like, I didn't think it was scary or I thought it sucked, like that mm. type of thing. I never yeah. think, I'm never deep enough to go, hey, why didn't you like it? That sort yeah. of thing, you know what I mean? So, in all fairness to them, there's probably a multitude of reasons they didn't like it that go yeah. outside of parenting. But mm. I just couldn't help but notice that was kind of a thing. It seems like a lot of people that enjoy it aren't parents, and the people that push back on it mm. are parents. It's kind of like that right. lady that I, or, oh, okay. that lady I told you about that um, sent out the video of her like hiding from her kids in a pantry. She has like triplets or quadruplets mm. and she hides from her kids in the pantry and she's like, I just need a, a break. And she's, <laughs> and she's eating like a Twizzler or something. She's like, but they're always there. And then she brings the camera down to the bottom of the pantry door and her little, one of her babies is like laying on the floor, like looking under the closet. And some of the responses were from people like, well, if you don't want to have kids, if you don't want to deal with them, you shouldn't have had them. And it's like, that's not really the point. So right. I don't have kids, but I feel like I would definitely get exasperated and annoyed by them so um so yeah i kind of i don't know i, I kind of liked that it was a movie about a parent that was struggling struggling yeah yeah i mean she's a single mom 
and she's struggling. I don't think that's out of the ordinary. So yeah, and it's just done in a different way. It's done in a way to yeah. be metaphorical or whatever. I just, I just remember we all raved about that movie, and it's just kind of interesting that that's the one that I think a lot of people don't like. Yeah, and, and it's, it's such easy access because it's on Netflix, so I think it's widely yeah. seen at this point. And people are like, "Why did everyone think this is so scary?" Like, I think that's another thing is like horror gets that saddle of. You know, unless it scares me, it's not really a horror movie or it's a bad movie. You know, yeah. and I don't think the Babadook is really that terrifying once mm-hmm. once it really gets rolling. I mean, yeah. it's creepy moments, but I mean, it's more just a good movie. I feel like than it was yeah. truly terrifying. And I would think that people appreciate that it's not just like a typical horror movie where it's like a a, a possessed kid. He right. was just he was just a brat, right? And and I and I like that because I'm I think I'm tired of seeing movies about possessed kids. So it was kind of nice that the kid was totally fine. He was just being a normal. Well, yeah, they turned the tables. She's really the one. Yeah, she's the bad person. Yeah, yeah, he has to save her. That's different. Well, real quick, I want to say uh, you mentioned Netflix. I just remembered we reviewed Tales of Halloween a while back. It's on Netflix now. So if you want to watch that, you can just watch it on Netflix. You don't have to like buy it or rent it from Amazon or whatever. So yeah, and and it's it's definitely worth watching. And that's another uh, funny thing is that you notice that Tales of Halloween has like one and a half stars or something like that on Netflix. But then I noticed like most of the horror movies on Netflix mm. have one star yeah. ratings. Why, why do you but, think people are so hard on horror? Does this go back to the it doesn't scare me, so it sucks? I think it goes back or... to it's, we've seen like a lot of horror movies, yeah. and usually horror movies are like full of tropes, and they're kind of like chick flicks. They're like full of tropes and stereotypes and things like that. So it's kind of hard to find one that breaks the mold. It's kind of hard to find a chick flick that doesn't do what all the other chick flicks do. And it's kind of hard to find a horror movie that doesn't do what mm. all the other horror movies do. Well, that's what I was so. saying in that in the review before that we did where <clears throat> uh, with horror movies there are some that are good to people that like horror. Right. So they are more they get more into them but then there are other movies that are just like good movies across the board that like anyone who even if you're not into horror you could enjoy. So right. I think for me with Tales of Halloween or most of the movies on Netflix, like uh, if you like horror, you might like that movie. But if you're not into horror already, you'd probably just think it was stupid. Well, and also, <laughs> obviously, if you're a huge fan of the holiday and Halloween, Tales of Halloween is right. just like pitch perfect for you. I mean, right. it's made for you. So mm-hmm. obviously, we're going to walk away liking that movie a lot more than someone that hates Halloween and doesn't mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? It's, it's not really their cup of tea. So. So now we have our segment, as every episode, Things That Are Making Us Scared, which I ruthlessly ripped off of Pop Culture Happy Hour, where they do uh, things that are making us happy. Uh, but these are just things in the horror community and horror genre that we're really into and excited about. What's making you scared this episode? What's making me scared this episode is I stumbled across a movie called, on, on demand called I Am Not a Serial Killer. And I stumbled, I stumbled upon it, or across it, a while ago, but I never watched it, even though it has like really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I never watched it, and uh, watched it not that long ago, and really, really liked it. Um, and then I discovered that it was a book, and not only a book, but a book series. It's like seven books, six or seven books. Yeah. And so between a friend, how? Between a friend at work um, for my birthday and. Um, Craig, I now have the entire book series. Yeah. And I'm super excited because 
um, the movie is really good. It's just interesting just to see like how the particular character progresses. And then I think halfway, like the fourth book, it's like a novella and it switches over to another character and then it starts a whole nother series. Hmm. So, and it's the author's Dan Wells. And um, so, yeah. And uh, I'm not a serial killer. I think it's on Netflix. It's like really widely available and uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. So it has like some recognizable faces and, uh, the little kid from uh, Where the Wild Things Are, if you remember him, oh, the yeah. lead. He's a teenager now, and yeah. he's the lead. He's the, the main character. And the gist movie. is that he's in this small town, and his he has a psychiatrist or psychologist who's basically telling him, you have all the signs of a serial killer. <laughs> but He's like a sociopath, he's just a but teenager. he's trying right. to be normal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the, the it's really good. intro. Cool. Check that um, out. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> my thing that's making me scared this week uh, this episode is uh, for Christmas. Kia got me a uh, Universal Monster Creature from the Black Lagoon mask. Um, and Jeff, you know a little bit more about the actual mask than I do, honestly, because you, you had like some factoids when we were looking at it. Um, but it's it's just a standard issue uh, Halloween mask in terms of it's affordable. It's not like uh, something that's like a museum piece or whatever. But it's. Uh, it, we have it on display in the house, like it's Staring sitting. Staring at me. Right yeah, now. it's sitting on top of uh, like a display case that we have, mm-hmm. and from this distance, we're you know a good ten feet away from it. It looks straight up like the real creature from the Black Lagoon. It, yeah. it looks like a museum piece. It, it looks amazing. Uh, I have it on like a styrofoam head on display, obviously. Um, and uh, do we know the company so we can mention if anyone wants to like look it up? Uh. It's um, Universal. It's just Universal Studios Monsters Collectors Edition. Yeah, it's. Um, um, got it off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of the, the studio or whatever that made it. There's a. I mentioned that uh, that guy, a few episodes back, Doctor Lady, who Dr. has Lady. the yeah. mask review. He he did a review of it and he has like tons of facts about it. Like he knows who sculpted it and, mm-hmm. or he said it was made from or taken from original molds or something. Yeah, from the original film. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, whoever made the actual mask had the molds from the original film and the only thing that's modified is uh, the original creature design uh, didn't have eyes mm-hmm. uh, like the, the mask design or whatever if you watch the original film like a lot of the shots you know it's like a hollow uh, yeah. and, and this has eyes but I think it's well done so it looks it looks pretty amazing yeah I mean, um, it looks just like the movie yeah the paint job is really good on it yeah, it, it does not look like a Halloween mask until you get, like, right up on it. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you would think that it's, like, a sculpture or something like that. Yeah. It's just really cool. So, for a while, it lived on our Christmas tree. It was the topper to our Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, but now it's kind of... Which is still up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's and the lights are on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and also, you can go to our Instagram account, uh, at Half-Assed Horrorcast, because uh, I have a picture of what it looked like as a tree topper. And uh, I also uh, wore it a few times <laughs> just because I'm weird and, and I really enjoy the mask. So uh, all those pictures are up there if you're curious what it looks like. Uh, because there's, there is a little bit of difference between uh, the mask in person and the pictures they show online and stuff like that when they're trying yeah. to sell it. I mean, there are minor differences, so it's kind of worth looking at like the real thing. Um, but yeah, I'm tickled to death with it. It makes me happy every time I look at it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we had talked about doing a YouTube channel sometime. Yeah. And we should admit that could be one of our videos. We could yeah, just kick it sh- off. Show maybe. the video of the mask so you can see how it looks. Yeah, it's, cool. it's really nice. Yeah. What's up with you? So, what's yeah. scaring me? 
bought a ticket to go visit my friends in California in April. And while I'm out there, I'm going to go to the Monster Palooza again. So nice. While I'm out there, I think I'll I'll take a bunch of pictures and videos and stuff and put them up. And we can put them on the Instagram page. Or, nice. <clears throat> or if we have the YouTube channel by then, we can put videos up on the YouTube channel. I think YouTube channel should be a priority because it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Do so. some fun stuff on there. That's basically it. Like I've, I've been one other time. and What is Monster Palooza exactly? I mean, what uh, if you had to kind of sum it up? It's a, a horror convention, and it's out in California. Uh, this year it's in Pasadena. I think the time I went it was in Burbank. But <clears throat> it's just a bunch of different vendors and artists and sculptors and stuff, and they uh, sell their stuff. And the, 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 the talent there is just unbelievable. Like mm. the, the, the sculptors and the painters that uh, have tables there are just, I mean, it's, it's got to be. I, I can't imagine another horror convention being better than this one. Like it's. Why don't they travel? Really cool. I don't know. They only do it in California. They do it twice a year too. They do one in April and like I think they do one in September. Huh. Uh, and this one in September is called Son of Monster Palooza. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can look it up online. I think it's just monsterpalooza.com. dot com. But cool. uh, yeah, should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Um. So, kind of wrapping things up, we had a poll. Uh, we hinted that last episode that we would have a poll to let reader or listeners uh, decide what we would review next. Um, so, I posted on our Twitter page, which is at HA Horrorcast. Um, what film would you most like featured in an upcoming episode? Write ins and suggestions are welcome. I think we each picked one, right? Yeah, um, all of us. Pretty much picked a, a movie, and then I, I used previous uh, suggestions from people that had written in. So we had The Howling, I Am Not a Serial Killer, uh, The Changeling, and Wolf Creek uh, were all in the running. And uh, The Howling won with 37% wow. of the votes. Well, what came in second? Uh, I Am Not a Serial Killer. Boom! <laughs> so I was shocked by that. I didn't think it would stand a chance because it's so new. Yeah. Uh, the Changeling had 21%, Wolf Creek had 19 uh, and thanks for everybody that voted, by the way, because we got uh, several retweets and 43 votes on this. So really Sweet. appreciate people. Was the changeling the, the? Oh, the changeling. You said came in third. Fourth. Fourth. Cause, yeah. No, wait, third. You're right. Third. Because yeah. the changeling and Wolf Creek were the ones that someone had previously asked yeah. us to do. So it kind of sucks that they came in third and fourth. But I think we should, if not do both of those in the in future episodes, at least do one of them, like Wolf Creek or or The Changeling, since someone specifically requested that. Yeah. I think we've all seen Wolf Creek, right? Nope. You haven't seen it? I, uh, I showed Craig, because I've seen it before. I showed Craig not that long ago. And I don't think any of us have seen The Changeling. Mm-hmm. So I think we should do those in the future. Since well, I, I mean, really all these are on the table still, but I think yeah. uh, The Howling is one that we're all in. Have, have you seen The Howling? I haven't seen The Howling. Yeah. Have you seen it before? Nope. Really? I've seen it. Yep. Oh, you haven't seen it? I've not seen it. Oh, wow. this, that's okay. awesome then. I'm the only one that's seen it and it's been years. And I, I used to really like it. Um, so when when we when I posted this up here, uh, we actually had someone uh, their handle was Lizzie Hood Borden, uh, mm-hmm. at Elizabeth uh, K. Banks. Uh, they wrote uh, the Howling greatest transformation uh, werewolf transformation of all time. And I was like, Really? You 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 know, you would pick that over American Werewolf in London. And they replied, uh, fuck American Werewolf in London. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I thought they replied, but I didn't, hold on, give me a second. Oh, yeah. 
yes, I do. The best, and it hasn't been matched, in my humble opinion. So Thanks. you've seen both of them. Yeah, I think American Werewolf London has the best yeah. werewolf transformation of all time. That's a good one. Um, from what I remember, uh, The Howling has kind of weird transformations that aren't quite up to mm-hmm. snuff. But, uh, in fact, one is animated, I think. Like, <laughs> actual drawing. Like cell animated. animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, but it's worth revisiting. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. It's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, The Howling is a Joe Dante joint. So he's the director of Gremlins and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, The Burbs, like a lot of really classic uh, horror comedies. It's one of his only straight horror movies. Although it has a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor, too. So, uh, yeah, that's totally what we'll uh, jump into. Um, we had a few other suggestions. Uh, our friend uh, Adam, who has mm-hmm. written in before, uh, he suggested that we check out The Intruder. It's an 80s uh, horror film that he's a really big fan of, so that might be another one we kind of throw on the, the back burner as a you know, potential one. Um, I'm down. And uh, David chimed in also <laughs> when he Deuce said that. Deuce Zinfandel? Yes. <laughs> Deuce, Zeus Zinfandel uh, suggested. Is it Zeus or Deuce? Deuce. <laughs> oh, okay. Did I say Zeus? Yeah. Deuce uh, Zinfandel. Deuce Zinfandel <laughs> is how he signed it. Uh, he said. Uh, uh, I thought Jason X was super fun. Maybe uh, I'm not the guy to ask about movies, but... Uh, and where he goes to space? Yeah, yeah. I think he wants us to review Jason X that. as a... That would uh, be kind of fun. It's been a yeah. while. <laughs> I was going to say, Jason X would be a lot of fun. Also, uh, it's streaming on Amazon Prime, so we have very easy access to it if we ever want to check it out. So, lots of options, and I really appreciate everybody chiming in with it. But next Thank episode you. will be The Howling. So, if you just... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen uh, and be up to snuff with us uh, you know, between this episode and the next, uh, take a look at The Howling, and we can all jump in together. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast. And you can send us an email at halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com. Yeah.